Well, here we are in week number five of our series, Teach Us to Pray. We're coming to God and we're asking like the disciples did in Luke chapter 11, verse 1. Lord, teach us to pray. Because in 2020, in the midst of all the stuff we're living through right now, we need to become people who are growing in our relationship with God through prayer. And we've seen over the last few weeks that prayer is about presence. It's about coming into the presence of God. It's about being with Him. Prayer is rooted in relationship. It's not coming to Him with a list of um, to-dos, to check off of our list. It's not a matter of duty. It's a, it's, it's a matter of relationship. We come to Him as our Father, which art in heaven. And then we saw that prayer is, is about adoration and awe. And we come with hearts of worship. Hallowed be thy name. We come to him recognizing that he is set apart, that he is holy, that he is powerful, that he is holy other than us. And we come with hearts of worship. Hallowed be thy name. And then last week we saw this really hard thing to pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We see that prayer is about submission. It's about submitting our our will and our ways to God's will and His ways. We say that it's about your kingdom and not my kingdom. And we said that this is probably the most difficult thing for us to pray as, as humans, as sinners. And as we move into this next phrase, and again, each of these phrases of the Lord's Prayer really is a prayer unto itself. And this week's prayer, this week's phrase, it's not like last week as difficult. In fact, this is probably the, the one prayer where we have the most experience and we're the best at praying. And it's all about our needs. So let me start off this morning by asking you a question. What, what do you need right now in your life? When you think about what you need, I'm not talking about oxygen and, and water and you know, the basics of life, the essentials, but what, what is the number one thing that you feel like you need in your life in July 2020? Because we all have needs and it's okay and it's, it's good for us to bring our needs to God. It's good to request that God would meet our needs. You may remember a couple weeks ago, I mentioned this acrostic ACTS, which stands for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, Supplication. And, you know, the order of, of how you pray these, these things, these are really just different elements of prayer that are all kind of contained within the Lord's Prayer. And the goal of using ACTS is to help us be balanced in our prayer so that we're not just spending all our time, like, for instance, in this you know, asking for God to meet our needs, but we're coming in adoration and we're confessing our sins and we're, we're thankful. We, we come with grateful hearts and, and we're making requests of Him. And so it's meant to keep us balanced. And so the order isn't necessarily as important, although I would say that A should come first, that adoration. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It helps us to get perspective and puts all the rest of our prayers and all the rest of our needs in the right place. But think about the Lord's Prayer again. We're acknowledging who God is, our Father which art in heaven. We're coming with adoration and awe. We're saying, 
hallowed be thy name. And then we're submitting ourselves to him. We're saying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And so we're coming in worship, we're coming in surrender and submission to him. And then we hit this prayer this week, which is all about God meeting our needs. This week is all about the S in Acts, supplication, which really just means making requests of God. Think about that word supplication. It just means for God to supply, right? So we're saying, God, I have, I have needs in my life, and I'm asking that you would supply those needs for me, that you would answer my prayers, that you would meet my needs. Philippians 4, 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What Paul says is, we are to bring our requests to God. We're to ask Him to meet our needs. There's nothing wrong with asking God, telling Him that we have needs, and asking Him to meet our needs. Because like a good parent, like a good father, He is able to discern what we really need and what is really good for us. And so we, we ought to bring our requests before God. We don't want to only bring our requests to God. We want to, again, adore and confess and give thanks, but... Making requests of God is, is important. It's an important part of prayer. So let's look at Matthew chapter 6, verse number 11, which says this. Give us this day our daily bread. Quick reminder that prayer, again, is rooted in relationship. Remember, we, we prayed, not my Father, which art in heaven, we prayed our Father. And so, again, we are reminded that prayer is rooted in relationship because this prayer is not... Lord, give me this day my daily bread. It's what? Give us this day our daily bread. Again, we're reminded that we don't walk through this life alone, that we are part of, when we put our faith in Christ, we become adopted into his family. And we're part of the people of God, the family of God. And so again, this is, this is a... a communal kind of prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Romans 12, 5 says this, so we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. All right, so this prayer is, is tied to an Old Testament story or an Old Testament, you know, Old Testament history. It's connected to, if you remember from the book of Exodus, the manna that came from heaven. In other words, the bread that God brought down from heaven. It's from Exodus chapter 16. I would encourage you to, in your, in your free time, to read through Exodus chapter 16 to help give you a fuller picture of this. We're going to read through part of it. Uh, and in fact, let me, let me go to Exodus chapter 16, verses 2 to 5, and we'll hit some other verses along the way. But what you see here is God brought the people of Israel. They were slaves in Egypt, and God redeemed them. He rescued them, brought them out through his, his man, Moses, who was the deliverer. He brought God's people out, and he was taking them on a journey into the promised land, this incredible future, this incredible land that was their inheritance. But they went through this journey to get there. 
And so in Exodus 16, here's what we find starting verse 2. The whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the people of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. They said, Moses, why did you bring us out here? You delivered us from slavery just to to help us die by hunger. And we used to be fed, at least we were fed back in Egypt. Here's what Moses says. Actually, the Lord said to Moses, verse 4, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or no. So here's what I want to do for the next few minutes. I want to look at the words broken up into three, three parts. Give us this day our daily bread. I want to divide that, that phrase up into three parts. And I want to connect that back to this Old Testament story, this Old Testament experience in the life of Israel. So that first part of the, the, the prayer is give us, give us. And when we say give us, what we're doing is we are acknowledging our provision is from above. Our provision is from God. Look back at verse number four. The Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you. God, we're coming to you. We're asking that you would give us what we need that we don't have any way to to get that on our own. We're coming to you for that need. If you look back at Exodus 16, look at verse number 15. This is is later on as, as Moses takes this message from the Lord to the people. It says in verse 15, when the people of Israel saw it, when they saw this bread, this manna from heaven, they said to one another, what is it? For they did not know what it was, like they had never seen bread from heaven before. And they said, what is it? And Moses said to them, it is the bread that who has given you to eat? The Lord, right? What is this? This is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. And so when we pray, give us, God, give us this day our daily bread, we're we're asking or acknowledging that our provision is from God. That word provision just means to, to provide, something provided to meet our needs. We're acknowledging, the, our, our, we're acknowledging that our provision, our, the, the thing that meets our needs, comes from outside of ourselves, that it comes from above, that it comes from God Himself. That I don't provide for myself, that He provides everything. He provides everything. And again, this kind of comes off of last week, this thing of humility and submission. Sometimes, as again, as Americans, you know, one of the things that is, is built into us is this, like, where I'm a self-made man, that I do everything, I provide everything for myself, I work hard, and I earn it. And those are all great, honorable qualities. But when it comes to meeting our needs, we have to acknowledge that even the, the strength we have to work and, and do the things that we do. We are, none of us are self-made men or women. 
Every gift from above, James says, every gift we have is from above, from the Father of lights, that he provides everything. You know, it reminds me of one of the dad phrases I use. My kids probably drives them crazy. Um, I don't know if any of you other parents or, you know, dads use this line where, you know, I've heard one of my kids say, say something about, get out of my room. And I'm like, uh, uh, hey, let me remind you of something. <laughs> you know where dad is going, right? This isn't your room, son. This is my room. This is my house. I'm just letting you borrow that room right now. All right. You need to have ownership, but you also need to realize that you didn't provide this room for yourself or this house. This belongs to father, right? Okay, and I know it's a total dad thing. Um, that's just part of the, the job, right? But that's the same thing with, with God that I, I think sometimes, like he wants us to be good stewards of what he has given us, that he's entrusted to us. But again, we're stewards. Everything we have is from God and he may entrust it to us, but ultimately he is the one that provides each and every need that we have. And so the reminder this morning is, whatever your need is, God is the one who provides. Our provision comes from above. Give us this day, is that next phrase, give us this day. And when we pray that part, what we are saying is that his provision is enough for today. His provision is enough for today. Look back at verse number four. Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion. How much are they going to gather? A day's portion. Not a week's portion, not a month's portion. One day's portion. And what God was saying was that I am giving you enough for you to survive today. I am providing what you need for today. Look back at Exodus 16. Again, following up that, that verse we saw in verse 15. Verse 16 says this. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather of it each one of you as much as he can eat. You shall each take an omer according to the number of the persons that each of you has in his tent. And the people of Israel did so. They gathered some more, some less. But when they measured it with an omer, whoever gathered much had nothing left over. And whoever gathered little had no lack. Each of them gathered as much as he could eat. Man, I love this, y'all. Here's, here's the truth that we see in this passage, that God was teaching Israel and that we need to learn as well. Whenever God provides, whenever God provides, there are no leftovers and no lack. God gives us enough to meet our needs. There's, there's no leftovers. There's no lack. He gives us what we need. It's enough for today. Yesterday is done and tomorrow is not promised. He gives us what we need for today. And this is a theme we see throughout Scripture. In Proverbs 27.1, um, we see this. Jesus in Matthew 6.34, James in James chapter 4. We see this, this theme of, hey, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't boast about 
tomorrow. Don't set in stone your plans for tomorrow because we don't know what a day may bring. Your life is a mist or a vapor that is here today and vanishes tomorrow. And so today, you know, live day by day. We need grace for today. We need grace in the here and now. Listen, some of the some of the arguments against Christianity is it's all about the 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 by and by later on about eternity. And no, no, no. That is the thing that's so remarkable about Christianity. It is about eternity and eternity with Christ. But it's also about the here and now. We need God's grace in his provision for today. I don't need it for my afterlife. I need it for my present day life. And when we pray, give us this day, we're acknowledging that our provision comes from above and that his provision is enough for today. For today. It's the right amount for you at the right time that you need it. If you see, it says, based on the size of their family, they would gather some more, some less, but everyone had exactly what they needed to fill them. And that is what God promises for us, that He will meet our needs. When He provides, there's never any leftovers and there's never any lack. So let me ask you a question. How many of you are leftover people? All right, here, here I go with another food reference. I'm sorry. Some of you love leftovers. You're like, man, I, I, I like having leftovers so I can nuke it the next day and, and have a second helping, right? Some of you are like, mm-mm, no leftovers for me. Those just go in the trash, basically. Um, I will say this. There are, I'm not necessarily a leftover guy that much, but there are some things that are better the second time around. But then there's a lot of stuff that is like, mm, nope. Not going to do it. It's kind of like the, the Israelites, what I call moldy manna. What we'll see here in a second is that when they tried to gather enough for like the next day, they tried to stockpile. What happened is that that got all moldy and it, and it says that it stank and it bred worms. It was nasty. And some leftovers are like that. Some of you have, you know, leftovers from like a month ago that is like the moldy manna. But you know, when it, when it comes to God's provision... There's no leftovers. Man, it's always fresh grace that we need for today. And we ne there's never any lack. He gives us exactly what we need for today. So give us this day. Let me read one more verse to you. I think it's, it's, it's so powerful. Proverbs verse 30, verses 8 and 9. Again, another prayer. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Don't give me poverty, but don't give me riches. Don't, just give me enough for what I need right now. Because if you give me too much, there's a tendency that we have for our hearts to say, Well, who is the Lord? I don't need him. This... I, I provided this on my own. Or if I have, if I have too little, then there's this, this thing inside of us in our nature that you know, we're poor and we steal and we profane his name. We think that we've got to provide for ourselves. And so God, 
Just give me enough for today. Just give me what I need for right now so that I'm not tempted to forget you or to blaspheme or profane your name. Let me depend on you for today. So give us this day, and then the third and final part of this, our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. And when we say that phrase, our daily bread, what we're saying is that our dependence is ongoing. Our dependence is ongoing. He, he says in verse 4, Behold, I'm about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall, shall go out and gather a day's portion. How often? Every day. Every day. It dropped down to, to Exodus 16, verses 19 and 20. Moses said to them, Let no one leave any of it over till the morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it till the morning. And it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. Verse 21, check out this first phrase. How often did they gather it? Morning by morning they gathered it, each as much as he could eat. But when the sun grew hot, it melted. So every day they were gathering, morning by morning. And what God was telling them here was, you cannot stockpile my provision. All right, because when you try to stockpile my provision, when you try to hold on and save up for the future, my provision, what you are in essence doing is you are trying to get away from a daily dependence on me. And, and, and my supply for you is not going to run dry, but I want you to continually come back to me day in and day out. Why? So that you can depend on me for your provision. Because again, if I provide for you for the next month, the tendency for you and for me is that we forget that God is the one who has provided for us. Give us this day our daily bread. It's constant. It's continual. It's ongoing. Our dependence upon Him. It's just like, again, our daily bread. It's like eating. You must eat. You and I must eat every single day. Unless you're doing some kind of dumb fad diet that says don't do that. Okay, apologies to you if you're doing that. Not really. Sorry, but not sorry. We have to eat every single day we, to sustain our lives. There's, there's never a point where we can just like stop eating, right? So, so let, me, let me give you an illustration. Think of the things in your life that you would love to just like do one time and be done with. All right, think about those kind of things. Think about it. Um, you know, if I think about getting fit and in shape and staying healthy. Like, that's an ongoing thing, right? It's not like, hey, I worked out, you know, six months ago and I'm good to go from now on. Uh, no, it's like an ongoing kind of a thing. My wife would say, like, putting the laundry away or doing the dishes, you know, those things around the house or mowing the lawn or any number of things that are, you know, you don't just set it and forget it, do it one time and you're done. It's like this ongoing, continual kind of thing. Here's, here's one for me. If I could name one thing, and this is a stupid little thing, but like cutting your fingernails. 
<laughs> this is not something we ever talk about in public, but it's like one of those things where I hate having long fingernails and now I'm paranoid that you're going to check out my nails. Um, but you know, like I just wish I could do that one time and never have to mess with it again. But it feels like every three days it's like, oh, are you kidding me? I have to do this again. Okay. This, this is what we call maintenance. All right. Think about anything good in life requires this constant continual upkeep. You know, whether it's vehicles or your home, relationships. This is why there's so many problems with marriages because there's this idea that I'm working to get the guy or working to get the girl, working to get to the, to the altar. And then we say, I do. And then all of a sudden, hey, I'm done. It's good. I'm married now. And we forget that a marriage is a relationship that takes work and it takes constant day in and day out maintenance if it's going to be good and healthy and strong. Everything good, every relationship in life is this way. These are all ongoing things. Our relationship with God is this way. It's not like, hey, and it's not like pray a prayer, receive the good news of the gospel, and then you're good. You're good for all of eternity. Well, your, your, your salvation may be secure, but the Christian life is about receiving the gospel by faith and then day in and day out, rooting ourselves in the gospel and living by faith day in, day out. That's the way that we grow in our faith and we grow in our relationship with Christ. Unfortunately, some of us, we prayed a prayer one time, we made a confession of faith and that was it. You know, I, I would be, I think, horrified to know how many of our folks over the last four months have not once dialed themselves into a worship service or have not once cracked open their Bible. But our relationship with God isn't a set it and forget it kind of thing. And our dependence upon God is not a set it and forget it one time thing. It's an ongoing, continual, constant thing. It's an everyday thing. Give us this day our daily bread. And what God wants from us is our everyday dependence. Like the nation of Israel, we have to keep going to him for provision, morning by morning, day by day. But you know what the good news is? That his faithfulness is constant, even when ours isn't. His faithfulness is constant and continual and ongoing. Psalm 68 verse 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily bears us up. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 says that His steadfast love and His mercies are new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. The good news is that even when we don't depend on Him every single day, morning by morning, that His faithfulness never stops. His faithfulness keeps going day after day. Again, God is not limited on his supply of grace to meet our needs. I mean, like two, three months ago, like toilet paper was in short supply. The shelves were, you know, running low. God's, God's storehouse of grace never runs low. His supply 
is never lacking. It's always there in full abundant supply. But what God wants for us is for us to come to him regularly, daily, and to say, God, I need you to meet my needs for today. Give us this day our daily bread. Prayer is about dependence. Prayer is about dependence. Let me take you back to Exodus chapter 16, verses 6 and 7. So Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, At evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling against the Lord. So, so God says, you know what, listen, I hear your grumbling. I know you're hungry. I know you have need, and I want to feed you. And in the process, here's what I want. I want you to see my glory, and I want you to know my power to provide. I hear you. I see you. I know that you have need. I want to fill your need. I want to provide for you, but I want you to see my glory, and I want you to know my power to provide. And that's what God was saying to Israel. But here's the reality for us, y'all, in 2020, is that we've already seen His glory, and we have already known His power to provide, and it all comes in the person of Jesus. We have seen his provision and his glory. John 6, Jesus comes along and he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Verse 48, Jesus, in no uncertain terms, he defines the bread. He says, I am the bread of of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. And guess what? They died. But this is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Moses wasn't the one who provided the manna. God was the one. And the real bread of the life, the true bread of life, is not, not the manna, the food from heaven that fed you physically. No. I am the bread of life, Jesus said, and I will feed you. I will give you spiritual food that will fill you and that will save your soul. In other words, if you would put your faith and your trust fully in me, if you would put your dependence fully upon me, man, you would never die. But you would have eternal life. You would live forever. Prayer is about dependence. Give us this day our daily bread. The true bread is the bread from heaven. Jesus, who came from heaven to earth, to fulfill, to provide for our, our most desperate need, our, our need for forgiveness of our sins, freedom from our sin. So you see how this, this praying thing works. If we come to him in relationship, we hallow his name, we worship him, we submit ourselves to him, and we ask him for our every need to be met.
realizing because our, our mind has been put in, in the right frame of reference now, we, we get it and we realize, we understand that we have temporal, everyday physical needs, but our greatest need is for Jesus, the bread of life, to fill us and to provide for us today. So let me ask you in light of this today, two questions. Number one is this, have you put your full dependence upon Christ for your salvation? Have you put your full dependence upon Christ for your salvation to save you from your sin, to rescue you from the penalty of your sin, which is death, which is separation from God, eternity separated from God in a place called hell. Have you put your full dependence, your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Have you done that? If you haven't, it's as simple as praying a prayer, as saying, God, I realize that you provided Jesus for my sake to forgive me of my sins, and so I, I wanna partake, I wanna receive you. Would you do that today? If you come to him in faith, he will receive you, he will feed you, he will forgive you of your sins. Have you done that? Have you put your full dependence on Christ? Number two, do you regularly look to Him and depend upon Him to meet your needs? Do you look to Christ regularly, day by day, to meet your needs? Or do you say, I got this. I can handle it myself. Do you tend to stress rather than supplicate? Like I stress about the things I need rather than, than making supplication, rather than bringing those needs to God. For some of you, maybe that's, that's the thing you need to do today, is to stop stressing, to stop trying to handle and provide for your needs, and you need to bring your supplications to God. Say, God, I need your provision. I recognize that you are the one who provides, that your provision is enough for today and my dependence is upon you today and tomorrow and every day it's ongoing. This is what it means to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. So let me end this week like I have been ending every week of this series. I'm reading from, there it is, this collection of Puritan prayers and devotionals. It's called The Valley of Vision. This morning's is called Divine Support. Thou art the blessed God. Happy in thyself, source of happiness in thy creatures, my maker, benefactor, proprietor, upholder. Thou hast produced and sustained me, supported and indulged me, saved and kept me. Thou art in every situation able to meet my needs and miseries. May I live by thee, live for thee, never be satisfied with my Christian progress, but as I resemble Christ. And may conformity to his principles, temper, and conduct grow hourly in my life. Let thy unexampled love constrain me into holy obedience and render my duty my delight. If others deem my faith folly, my meekness, infirmity, my zeal, madness, my hope, delusion, my actions, hypocrisy. May I rejoice to suffer for thy name. 
keep me walking steadfastly towards the country of everlasting delights, that paradise land which is my true inheritance. Support me by the strength of heaven that I may never turn back or desire false pleasures that wilt and disappear into nothing. As I pursue my heavenly journey by thy grace, let me be known as a man with no aim but that of a burning desire for thee and the good and salvation of my fellow men. And Father God, we come to you today for your divine support, recognizing that our provision, every need that we have, you are the one who provides. That our provision is from above, it's from heaven, it's from you, from your mighty hand. And Lord, your provision is enough for today. When you provide, there is, there is never leftovers and there's never lack. God, you provide perfectly for our needs for this day. God, would you help us to be your people who are daily dependent upon you. Lord, for the one who may be listening right now that has not yet put their dependence upon you for the, the, the forgiveness of their sins, for the salvation of their soul, Lord, I pray that you would draw them to the Father right now. God, that they would confess their sin to you and that they would surrender their life to you. And God, for every single one of us, Lord, help us to live daily dependence upon you. That the prayer of our heart, the, the, the way that we live each day would express to you our need, our dependence upon you. That you would be the one who sustains us. Lord, we pray, give us this day our daily bread. In Jesus' name we ask it.